Hello and welcome to episode 139 of Travel Stories from the Back Again and God podcast. Again, being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And tonight, it's once again time for that April crazy travel roundup. Thanks for listening. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. And yes, it is time for the monthly crazy travel episode. That episode devoted entirely to crazy travel. From air travel to road trips, we welcome all, especially anything that happens, revolves, or is remotely related to Florida travel. Before we get to tonight's stories, I am partaking in a Rogue Bat Squatch Hazy IPA coming in at a pretty hefty 6.7 APV and actually pretty light, not too hoppy, especially for a 6.7 APV. So on to our first story. This comes to us from Boing Boing. Car passenger is struck in the head by a flying turtle. Almost every word in that previous sentence grabbed my attention. And of course, the sentence finishes up with, in Florida, of course. Okay, yes, now I'm listening. So again, thank you, Boing Boing, for the inspiration of this Mario Kart type story. Dateline, Daytona Beach, Florida. It's not unusual for rocks and other debris to crash through a windshield and injure a driver or passenger. But a turtle? Yes, a 71-year-old woman riding with her daughter on Florida's Interstate I-95 suffered a gashed forehead last Wednesday when a turtle smashed through the windshield of the car, striking her, according to the Daytona Beach News Journal. The gash drew a lot of blood, but the woman was not seriously hurt. The turtle was likely crossing the interstate and got kicked up into the air by another vehicle. And this reminds me of an animal versus car story. Uh, several years ago, my wife was rolling in a Jeep Cherokee. I was actually driving as we were heading up north on the turnpike. Somewhere around Ocala, the turnpike passes through one of the state's wetlands or marsh areas. But as we were driving along out of the corner of my eye, I see this bird coming up out of the ditch or out of the marsh with a fish in its talons, so channel your inner Napoleon Dynamite. This bird had huge talons, and as it's trying to gain momentum, it gets caught in the backdraft of the dump truck in front of us, which spins the bird completely out of control, dipping and diving, dipping and diving just enough to slam into the front of my wife's Cherokee. The bird released the fish, rolled up the hood over the windshield, and God only knows what happened after that. Next exit, we pulled over. I looked at the front of the car and the bird had taken out the front running light on the passenger side. $1,700 later, the car was back intact. Unfortunately, there is a deductible for bird strikes on your front end of your car. There is no deductible for bird strikes on your windshield. Not so much about a turtle strike. The points guy gave us this one and I would file this in the, it had to eventually happen department. ATL Atlanta Airport knocked out as the world's busiest airport as the pandemic shuffles 2020 rankings all over the place. 
The airport, the ATL finished number two in passenger traffic for 2020, coming in second to Gung House China Airport, Gung Chao, G-U-A-N-G-Z-H-O-U, Gung Chao China Airport. According to the initial count for 2020 from the ACI, the Airport Council International, this ends Atlanta's run of more than two decades as the world's busiest airport. And this is, of course, as measured by passenger traffic. The last time an airport other than ATL could make such a claim was 1997 when Chicago O'Hare held the top spot. Atlanta's fall from the top came as, guess what? COVID-19 pandemic upended travel and sent passenger numbers plummeting around the globe. The ATL did remain number one with one metric, and that was aircraft movement. The airport recorded 548,000 takeoff and landings in 2020. That's well over 1,500 takeoff and landing each and every day. And that number was down 39% over the previous year. So that begs me to ask, what are the top 10 busiest airports? Seven of the 10 are in China, and Beijing is the only one of those seven that I can pronounce. The ATL or Atlanta came in second, Dallas-Fort Worth came in fourth, and Denver posted in at number seven. All these airports are major hubs. Denver did kind of surprise me a little bit. The reason for the Chinese dominance? Well, it's twofold. First, they are a little bit ahead of us in getting things back to normal. And the other reason is domestic travel is steadily increasing. And while international travel is remaining relatively stagnant, the Chinese population is that at least four times of what the United States is. So yes, if the Chinese are traveling domestically, guess what? They are gonna whoop our butt, which they did seven out of the top 10 airports. Let's head back down to Florida in this story from KIRQ7. Florida man in a hospital gown hops fence at the Miami International Airport, the MIA. A Florida man wearing a hospital gown was arrested last Wednesday after hopping the perimeter fence at MIA. Police said the man, who has not been identified, broke through the back of an ambulance window, scaled the fence, and ran onto the tarmac. It is unclear why he was in the ambulance. Well, I'm guessing it wasn't because it was an Uber. That's it. Three sentences. This happened on April 22nd, and to date, there's been no additional information. Again, why was he in the ambulance? Where was he going? Where is he now? Nothing. Had this happened in some place like Cedar Rapids, Iowa, a week later, this story would still be in heavy rotations. But here in Florida, it is a three-sentence news blurb, and that's how skewed things are here in Florida. But wait, let's not leave Florida yet, specifically the MIA, the Miami airport. Have you ever flown out of gate D14 in MIA? Well, if you haven't, be prepared because recently, get this, multiple fights broke out at MIA gate D14. And guess what? Everyone just stood by and did what? They filmed. Yep, came across this on view from the wing. Here's the cliff notes. Multiple groups of American airline passengers brawled at MIA on Sunday, April 25th, near and around gate D14. The event was captured on film with multiple passengers taking out their phones to record. Of course they did, that's what we do. And unfortunately, almost every one of the videos that I have seen, it was held in portrait mode. We've talked about this many, many, many times. If you are in search of a viral video, a viral moment, make sure your phone is in the landscape mode. 
All right. So, however, despite one video that was shared to social media, the fight lasting a full minute and a half, there didn't appear to be many people trying to break up the melee, nor were many of the law enforcement agencies on property inside the airport quick to respond. Although near the end of the video, an American Airlines employee does appear to try to encourage a bit of peace. And the article finishes up with this. Perhaps the most fitting thing about all of this is that it took place right in front of the Urban Decay store. That's right, the Urban Decay store. American Airlines, American Airlines, American Airlines. Not Spirit, not JetBlue, but like we talked about during last month's March crazy travel roundup, these airlines are strapped for cash. They need revenue, and by dropping their prices, which they all have done, typical spirit passenger can now afford to fly a first or second tier airline. So I guess you can say you can remove the passenger from spirit airlines, but you can't remove the spirit airlines from the passenger. So I found this next one on YouTube. It's a French video and the title roughly translates to fight on board Tizen Air flight. That's it. Flight on board a Tizen Air flight. But the title really doesn't do this one minute and 45 second video justice. The previous video at MIA, minute 30, this one jumps up about 15 seconds, a minute and 45 seconds. This was not a fight, this was a brawl. And it began with two women pulling at masks, which quickly escalated to pulling at their hijabs as the flight attendants looked more scared than prepared while the brawl quickly made its way up five or six rows of seats up through the middle aisle. At about the one minute mark, a male passenger enters from stage left and grabs one of the women by the hair and goes full caveman as he pulls her back down the aisle. This was one of the better airplane fights that I have seen in the past few years. And seriously, Joe Rogan should have been there calling this in his full UFC style. And so you got to ask, what were they fighting about? Screaming kids? Nope. Kids kicking the back of seats? Nope. Refusal to wear a mask? Nope. Spilled drink? Nope. It was about a fight. A fight over the overhead bin space. Too bad I can't say thank you, Florida. So if you've listened to many of the episodes, you've often hear me comment about how much I truly like airport food. Asian chow, orange chicken for breakfast right before a 9 a.m. flight. Probably the one of the better delicacies I've ever had. Airport sushi? check out Charlotte International. And a Whataburger at Love Field is a welcomed treat. We don't have Whataburger near us. I think the closest one is in Jacksonville. And because of all these unique taste sensations, I don't think I would ever consider bringing my own meal to the airport, but I'm not everyone. And this recent traveler at Houston's Hobby International backs that up in the form of a breakfast burrito. And I love a good breakfast burrito. You can stuff them with all sorts of good stuff, bacon, tater tots, you name it. You can stuff them with just about anything except crystal meth, which is what this traveler did. TSA said they were doing a routine screening when they noticed an unidentified lump inside of a traveler's breakfast burrito. The size of the burrito was odd, so TSA requested for the traveler to unwrap it. Once the wrapper was open, authorities said they saw something dark and unusual in the middle of the burrito, something along the flies that didn't match with the description that the passenger was giving. As the breakfast burrito went through the x-ray for a second time, so twice baked breakfast burrito, ESA officers saw what appeared to be black tape 
and wrapped around some sort of a large organic mass, after which TSA called in the local authorities who confirmed that yes, this mysterious ingredient inside the breakfast burrito was indeed crystal meth. The traveler was soon arrested and no word on whether or not he got to eat his breakfast burrito. Most of us have been to the mall, and I'm sure certainly a handful or two of us have tossed pennies into the fountain in hopes of good luck. But how about this for good luck, or could this really be anything but bad luck? Flight canceled, man detained after throwing coins into plane engine for good luck. This comes to us from Times Now News. Flying can be nerve-wracking. It can be a nerve-wracking experience for many, especially first-time flyers who have no idea what to expect when they are airborne. And yes, that's true, and that's why there are bars inside airports. Many flyers are known to be superstitious about certain habits and customs which they believe can bring them luck during a journey. Certainly, like not walking under ladders or breaking mirrors. Unfortunately, not all pre-flight habits of passengers are safe. Some can cause panic and also lead to physical damages to the aircraft. You mean like throwing coins into the airplane's engine? Look, I'm a lot of things, but being an engineer isn't one of them. And according to the metrics of this show, not many of you all are engineers either. However, at least some of us out there have been removing a jacket or a hoodie and accidentally had one of the sleeves hit one of the blades of a rotating ceiling fan. Do you remember that instant surge in your heart rate? And that was with a ceiling fan, not something that your life depended on it. But apparently some people are wired differently and thinking that throwing metal objects into another moving metal object is a sign of good luck. Finishing up tonight's episode with this. And while I am open to most travel hacks and actually make that most life hacks in general, However, this next one is a new one on me. I'm sure most of us have faced a vacation that required a rental car, and more than likely, the cost of said rental car was completely out of control. So what did you do? Just like I do. You search every other rental car company out there only to find that the first company's price is in line with every other price. So the next thing, what do we do? We search for a discount code, hopes to find something to maybe knock a little bit of of the cost out of the picture. And then the third thing is consider ride sharing for the whole trip, Uber, Lyft, uh, taxi cabs, whatever. Well, check this one out. Rental car prices are so high in Hawaii that tourists are renting U-Haul trucks. This is according to KHNL-TV. During March, the cheapest rental car in Maui ran for $722 a day. Kaleo Aluha, the U-Haul Company of Hawaii president, said the surge in demand is primarily for our smaller vehicles. Well, of course, why not? We realize this demand is occurring when tourists are unable to secure a rental car or they, they learned that our rental fleet options are more affordable. Over the course of my life, I have rented many, many, many U-Hauls, and there never has been one occurrence where it's entered my mind that this would be a great vehicle to experience a vacation in. And while I'm not an engineer, my logistics skills are a bit dull, I'm guessing that no one stateside thought preemptively that it would be a great idea to ship a few of these unrented rentals from here to Hawaii. And so now guess what? This also means that there is a shortage of U-Haul trucks for people who actually need to move. And here's my life tip, and I learned this one the hard way. February 1992, I had just bought my first home, 
we are moving out of our apartment into it. And if you're moving at the end of the month, like most everybody does, do yourself a favor and your family a favor and reserve your rental early. Why? Because everyone else is also moving at the end of the month. Well, there you have it. April's crazy travel roundup. We're taking the week off next week, and then we're going to begin our new series where we pivot. Not sure what we're going to talk about. Could be beer, could be cigars, could be morning routines. Who knows? But if you want detailed show notes, links, and pictures, head over to podpage.com slash travel hyphen stories. That's podpage.com slash travel hyphen stories. If you have a question or comment, you can leave me a voicemail at anchor.com or email me travelfrick at gmail.com. Until next week, travel safe, stay safe, and thanks for listening. Thank you.